Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Eric with Radiant New Life Church. And today we are going to do a quick talk about running the race. We know that Paul told Timothy that I have run the race. He says, I have run the race. He said, I've, I've fought the fight. And he goes, I have run the race. And he says, and for me, there is a victor's crown waiting for me. Paul is an example. You know, when we look at Paul and his life and everything that Paul went through, I mean, it says in Corinthians that he, he gave an account of how many times he was shipwrecked and uh, lost at sea, how many times he was beaten and stoned. And we know that he was even stoned one point. He was stoned to death, but God raised him up. And, you know, how many times... It, how many times was Paul driven out of towns? How many times was he uh, chased out of out of places with the with the religious mindset of the Jews in these towns at that point in time? I mean, he even had to condemn Peter or or bring conviction upon Peter regarding the Gentiles. I mean, uh, Paul had a walk, and he knew that he was going to have to suffer for Christ's sake, but he was an example of us. I mean, even Jesus, when he came, was an example of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus himself was not complacent and tolerant, but no, he stood up against the religious mindset at the time. He stood up against the Sadducees and the Pharisees. I mean, he, he at one point called them a, uh, uh, that they were sleeping with the devil. You know, too many times today, the religious mindset, those that are operating in a religious spirit want those that are being active in Christ, those that want to run the race strong and, and see the finish line, we're, we're being persecuted by our own people. People that are saying, well, you're too zealous, you're, you're too active, you're, 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 you need to calm down, you need to settle down, you need to stop doing what you're doing. Why? Because when we go after Christ, when we run the race, when we take the gospel to the streets, when we do what Christ called us to do and lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover, when we go out and cast out demons, when we uh, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, the religious mindset, those that are operating in a religious spirit are going to say, you need to stop. You're too zealous. You need to just be like the world, be like everybody else, Com you know, be complacent and tolerant. But you know what, folks? Today is a time that we do not need to be complacent and tolerant. This is a time when we're supposed to be active, vibrant. The church is supposed to be going out and being the gospel. We are called to run the race. It doesn't say walk the race, be tolerant to the race, take a back seat and watch everybody else run the race, and then join in when things get good. No, we are supposed to be out there leading and running the the race of life, running the race of the gospel, sharing the gospel, going after the lost. We're supposed to be running and, 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 and being able to follow the Holy Spirit, turn around and help those that are lost and running a race of their own towards eternal damnation. We're supposed to be examples of the gospel. We're supposed to pick those up that have fallen, that need help, that need to be healed, that need a encouragement, that need a prophetic word, that, that needs something, a touch from God. We are so called to be God's hands and feet. We're not called to be lazy. We're not called 
to be afraid because somebody wants to say something bad against us on Facebook or Twitter or Parlor or any of these other social media or even say things behind our back. We're supposed to be strong. When we feel those word curses coming, we're supposed to stand up and say, no, in the name of Jesus, I command and I break every word curse that has been spoken over me, my family, my ministry, and my church. We're not supposed to allow things like that to take place. Trust me, I've had things spoken against me. I have people even into my face called, uh, we're saying, condemning and slanderous things. But we have a choice. We can allow it to take hold of us and allow the slander and the hateful comments to be put a chain of bitterness, a chain of offense on us because that's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to chain us because if he can chain us, it prevents us from moving forward in the race that God has called us to run. The enemy wants to get us off track any way possible. He wants to, to get us into a world of unforgiveness bitterness, offense, anxiety, depression. He wants us to, to veer off course and to, to under, uh, make us feel like we're not worthy enough to be called a disciple. We're not worthy enough to be called a son or daughter of Christ. He wants us to run the other direction. He wants us to run into a, a pit, a valley of darkness some place where we're not vibrant, some place where we're no good for the kingdom of God. He wants us to backslide. He wants us to turn and run from the finish line. But I'm here to tell you now, now is not the time that we allow the schemes and the methodology of the enemy to have control or to dictate what we do in life. We need to follow the gospel of Jesus Christ even more. We need to walk in faith in even greater measures because when we walk in faith, we are pleasing to God and we will see things take place. We need to walk in faith and we need to pick up those and expect God to move. We need to partner with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to point people out, to point situations out that need an intervention from Jesus Christ, that needs something that these people are searching for from God. We need to be willing for the Holy Spirit to use us. We need to be uh, uh, going out and expecting to find someone to pray with. It's the gospel. We've been called to run the race. We've been called to be victorious. We've been called to do and to act like the kingdom of God. You know, folks, I, I look at it and, and I read and it says even that, that we as believers are going to stand before the judgment seat of, of Jesus Christ. It's a different judgment seat than those that do not believe will be facing because they will face the great white throne judgment of God himself. Where even Jesus, because Jesus is the great judge, he's going to sit there and look at people and say, uh, depart from me, I never knew you. And their lives will be shown before them and they'll be cast into the lake of, of fire. 
But see, our throne, our judgment is with Jesus Christ himself. And even as believers, our lives are going to flash before our eyes. We are going to see the things that we've done here on earth. We are going to see the things that we should have done and stewarded things that we uh, should have, like, steward that God has given us. I believe that we are going to see every opportunity when we could have a a witness to somebody, when we could have prayed for somebody, when the Holy Spirit says, I want you to talk to this one, but we denied and we said, no, I'm, I'm too afraid. We're going to see these missed opportunities, and I believe we are going to see the consequences of those missed opportunities. We're going to see that the people that were pointed out to us, that 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 God wanted to reach, and God wanted a seed planted in their heart, but yet no seed was planted, and therefore they're perishing in hell. And we're going to see the outcome of our actions, of our complacency, of our tolerant mindset, of our fear that we've allowed to take place. We're going to see those people suffering in hell. And I believe that's what even when the word says that, that he will wipe the tears away from our eyes and then we will get our rewards and we will move on and there'll be no more sadness, no more tears, no more sickness. But at that point in time, we are, we are going to see every missed opportunity. Because it says that our rewards are going to be based off of that. There's going to be a separation of the gold, silver, and the, the wood, and the thicket, and, and that stuff. And those, since Jesus is the all-consuming fire, he's going to consume these things. And the wood, and the thick, and, and everything else that, that is burnable is going to burn away. But yet, whatever's left, the, the gold, the, the silver, the, the diamonds, whatever's left is going to be our reward in heaven. And I believe that we can increase the amount of our reward in heaven by doing the gospel, by bringing people into the fellowship of Jesus Christ, by doing what we have been called to do by the gospel, to go out and share the gospel. It says go out into all the world. And some people I've heard, they go, well, you know what? I'm not called to be a missionary. So that's somebody else that can do that and go into the world. But you know what? When you look at the Hebrew and the, well, actually the Greek word for that word world, it means your area, basically what surrounds you. So whatever your world is, your workplace, the place where you go shopping, the grocery store, the mall, wherever it is that is your world, the gas station, uh, car dealership, uh, your neighborhood, your family, your your workplace, like I said, and that is your world. Wherever your world of influence is, that's where God has called you to be an example and to preach the gospel. This race that we're running right now, where Paul said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished strong. How many of us today can ask, can answer accurately, truthfully, that we have fought the good fight? That we finished strong, the race strong. Not many. Because we've taken a back seat. The church has taken a back seat today. The church is not as active as it was back in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, and the 70s. We have taken a back seat and allowed the world to tell us what to do, what to say, how to say it. When you've got California that wants pastor's sermons so they can determine whether they're against the mindset, this has to stop, folks. We need to stand up. 
We need to be like Christ. We, we don't need to back down to the religious mindsets, but we need to stand up against it and rebuke it just like Jesus did. As I said again, Jesus was not tolerant. He was not complacent. He was a thorn in the side of the religious mindset. They hated him. They looked at trying to kill him. Why? Because he called them out. He didn't back down to their ways that they wanted him to do. No, but he stood up in the face of the religious mindsets at the time and called them out. He put them in their place. This is what the enemy does not want the church to do today. The enemy does not want the church to get vibrant, active, and begin calling out the religious mindset, beginning to stand up to the religious mindset and say, no, my church will allow the Holy Spirit to move. We will operate with fire and glory and allow the power of God to manifest itself in my church. No, the religious mindset wants to sit there and make you go, well, healing is not for today. The Holy Holy Spirit is not for today. That was back in the Acts church. It is not around today. You don't need to walk in faith. Everything that God will do, he will give it to you. They want a church that is complacent and tolerant. We've seen what has happened. We look at to now. Look at organizations today that have risen up to power because the church didn't have the gumption to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. No, we're not going to allow this. This is not what Jesus wanted. Now we find ourselves in a place of persecution, a place where we have to be careful what we say, otherwise it's not politically correct. It's offensive. You could offend somebody by saying what the gospel has to say. You know what? It's time the church don't care anymore. The church, who cares? If you have an offense in your heart, get rid of it. Because the church is coming. We need to activate. We need to get going. We need to start to mobilize. We need to go after the gospel in greater measures. We need to hit the streets like we were before. We need to go into the streets and the highways and the byways and preach the word of God and share the gospel. We need to lay hands on the sick and expect them to recover. We need to go to people and give them an encouraging word and show them the love of God. But too many times we want the prophetic words in our church. Or let me give you a word of edification in our church. I know your situation, but I'm going to prophesy into it anyway. That is wrong. It is a, a, the, the prophetic movement right now has gotten a, a tarnish and a stain right now because you know what even says in the word about prophesying. We should all prophesy, which is great. But you know what? There's too many apostles and there's too many prophets going on out there today. Everybody wants to call themselves a prophet. Just because you can prophesy doesn't mean you're a prophet. Many people couldn't handle the prophet's prayer life, the warfare that a prophet has to go through, and the lifestyle that a prophet has. No, they just want to prophesy and be able to say, I'm a prophet because I can prophesy. And there's been a movement out there that has deemed that, that if you can prophesy, you're a prophet, and that is wrong. It is not right. It is It is nothing that we're all supposed to prophesy. We are all supposed to be able to give encouraging words. We're all supposed to be able to do that. But a true called prophet is called from God himself, not called because somebody ordained you to be a prophet. Nowhere in the Bible was any prophet ordained by somebody else or went to a prophet school or, or anything like that. No, every prophet was called out by God. 
We got to get out of this mindset. We have to get back to the true gospel. Today, there's everybody's apostle and prophet. What happened to the pastor, the teacher, and the evangelist? Last I understood this, we had a five-fold ministry, not a two-fold ministry, but five-fold ministry. We got to get back to the way things were. We have to stop going after the best things and stop using titles, but we have to allow the gifting of the Holy Spirit to manifest in our lives and people will know you by your fruit. You don't have to come out with a title. Come on, somebody. This has got to stop. There's division in the body of Christ. We can't operate when we're divided. We need to operate strong, unified. How can we run the race when, when we're alone? We need each other. The word of God says iron sharpens iron. We need each other. We got to get in church, folks. No more staying at home because of the virus. We cannot be afraid and walk in fear anymore. The enemy wants us to be afraid. The enemy wants us to walk in fear. The enemy wants us to have anxiety, depression, to be mindful and fearful of what's going on in society today. No more, folks, I'm telling you. We need to stand up to fear and say, you know what? My God says in Psalms 91 that he has given his angels charge over me to lift me up. That it says that even though a thousand may fall at one hand and 10,000 at the other, it says it shall not come nigh my house. No sickness, no disease shall come near my doorstep. We dwell in the secret place of the Lord most high. When the enemy looks for us, we need the enemy needs to find the cross and see the cross. We need to hide ourselves behind the cross. We do not need to be peeking out the other side of the cross because the enemy is a sniper. He will try to pick you off. No more can we walk one foot in the world and one foot in, in the kingdom mindset. No more can we abuse the good grace of God. No more can we give in to the Nicolaitan mindset, the, the heresy of the hyper-grace movement that says, oh, live your life however you want. As long as you're happy, God is happy. We have to stop this mindset. We have to go after Jesus Christ with everything. We need the fear of God in our lives once again. Too many in the church today do not fear God. They have no reverence for God. They are using their salvation as a free ticket to heaven, and it doesn't matter who they leave behind. We're called to be a part of the army of God. And, and when, when you look at a military member, their motto is no man left behind. Then why are we leaving people behind? We each have a free gift, the free gift of salvation. That free gift was not meant for us to hoard, but that free gift was meant for us to give it to somebody else. Because Jesus even says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking to go. He's talking about with everything, not only just finances, but if we give the free gift, if we, if we give things to other people of the kingdom of heaven, he says, he's going to bring in more into our lives. You want to operate more in the glory of God? Then start passing it out. Start praying for people. Stop, start operating in signs, wonders, and miracles. And it says that it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. 
So if you want to operate in greater glory, greater measures of healing and deliverance, then guess what? Start getting out there praying for people because the more you begin to pray, it says that the more God is going to give you back in return. Folks, we got to get back to the principles. We have to stop going after this feel-good message this, you know, walk into church, we get our three worship songs, a 25-minute sermon, got to get out because the next service is coming in. No, we have to get back to the principles of Jesus Christ. We have to come expecting that he's going to show up. We have to allow him to show up. We have to get music again that is that is glorifying and worshiping Jesus Christ, not just some popular song that hits the radio. We have to get music that glorifies, that brings in the presence of God. And we have to allow the Holy Spirit to move because where the glory is, there is freedom. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from disease. Freedom from sickness. Freedom from addiction and the chains that bind and bound. Folks, I'm here to tell you. We need to look at our race and ask ourselves, am I running a good race? Am I fighting the good fate? Am I fighting the good fight? If you even question yourself, or if there's even a check in your spirit, that means now we need to repent, ask God for forgiveness for being tolerant and complacent. And we need to ask him to fill us up with the boldness and the fire. And we have to allow revival to come into our lives, folks. Revival is not just some fancy word to get a bunch of people into your church. Revival is a mindset. It is a heart change. It is allowing God to bring life back into you, to revive you, to be good into the kingdom of God again. It's not some fancy term. I'm not saying I don't have a revival meeting. Get people in church and then they're going to leave without being changed. I'm sorry, but if you have a revival meeting, people better be walking out of there uh, a whole different than the way they came in. Come on, folks, man. We have to get back. Come on, church. I'm telling you. People are dying every single day because we want to be selfish and run our own race. We don't want to turn around and pick somebody up. We don't want to follow the Holy Spirit and the guiding and the unction of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants people to be saved. God even says that he wishes none would perish, but all would come to the faith. You know what? That takes you and me to do our job and spread the gospel. It's time we activate. It's time we mobilize. It is time we get rid of the shackles and the chains in our own lives and become free to do the gospel and to start changing other people's lives. I'm here. I'm telling you, I fight the same things. I fight it. The fear. What are people going to think? You know what? But we need to stop worrying about what people are going to think and start worrying more about what God is going to think. It's time we get to work, folks. Come on, church. Let's get fired up. It's time we repent. It's time we cry out, asking God to change us. It's a time we become vital and allow the Holy Spirit to move through us in greater measure. Until next time, this is Pastor Eric Schroeder with Radiant New Life Church. Have a wonderful day. Good week. I hope these words inspired you and, and brought a mindset, a, a quickening to your spirit. And I just say, Father, right now, we just glorify you. We praise your holy name. For you are worthy of all praise. 
You are worthy of everything. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Father, you are the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord, we come before you today. We repent of our complacency. We repent of our tolerant ways. We repent of, of taking a back seat to the move that you want and have planned for America and our areas and our regions right now. Father, we repent. We say, fill us with a whole new boldness. Cut the chains free. Allow us to run and to be active and vibrant. I say right now, Father, fill them with your fire. Give them fresh wind, fresh fire. Uh, let the rivers of living water flow from them again freely, Father, right now. Let us come to the understanding as freely received and freely give. Father, we want to see more of you. So until we take the understanding that you want to take us higher and higher and higher into glory, glory, glory. So Father, right now, we say, Lord, bring divine encounters upon our way that we get to pray for people. We get to share the gospel, Father, that we get to give out freely, knowing that you are going to fill us back up, but it's not going to be just where we were, but you're going to fill us back even more and even more and even more as we do, Father. The more we give out, the more we're going to receive, Father. It's all about seed time and harvest, Father. Help us to plant seeds so you can give the increase and some can water and then the ultimate somebody gets to harvest what you have started. Holy Spirit, we partner with you today. Be a part of our lives. Lead us, guide us. Be with us everywhere. Bring the, the healing anointing. Bring the, the healing power. Bring words of wisdom and knowledge. Bring a prophetic word for people, Father. Show us things. Help us to to uh, uh, cut chains free, to get people free of addiction, uh, 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 anxiety, and other measures, Father. Help us to, to, uh, to fight that good fight. Give us the tools we need to set people free. Father, we give it all to you. It's not for our own glory, but your glory. Only your glory. We thank you now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If anybody's listening, you want to know more, you know what? You can reach me. Uh, you can reach me at eric at radiant, R-A-D-I-A-N-T, newlife.church. That is eric at radiantnewlife.church. Look us up on our website, radiantnewlife.church. Follow us on Facebook, uh, 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 RNL Church PC. Follow us on Facebook. You know what? If you want to reach out, if you want us to pray with you, we'll be more than happy to do so. Like I said, just send us an email. I I'm here for you. I'm here to pray with you. I'm here to help you out. That's our mission in life is we got to be the church. We got to help each other. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ and you're listening to this message, you know what? Don't let this moment pass you by. Reach out to us. I will call you and I will pray with you and we will bring you into the kingdom. Uh, it is important. Now is the time. If you want to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ, reach out. Or if you want to know more, reach out. We're here for you. We're here to talk. We're here to help any way possible. So until next time, God bless you. Have a wonderful and powerful day. I pray that God will bring in divine connections over you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.